What is up, humans? On today's episode of Windy City Joe's, we have had a one-of-a-kind, another best friend, very special guest. His name is Roman Alexander. He is a reoccurring guest now. Shout out to Roman. Um, he has a new single out called Now. Wow, Jesus. He yeah. has a new single out called Over Me. Uh, the music video is great, and he has some sick-ass merch on his website at RomanAlexanderMusic.com. The crew neck, it's amazing. I need to get one. Um, shout out to Roman for his time. It was great catching up with him, and we hope you all enjoy this episode. We had tons to catch up on uh, after the last time we talked to him, and I like that you messed up in a little bit in there because of how hot it is in this room. <sighs> We're dying. Yep. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the episode, everybody. What up, boys? Roman! Yeah, as soon as I went, that was oh, perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. Uh, I'll, I'll kill the AC. Oh, shit. I should. I'm sorry. What's up? Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. What's going on, everybody? Uh, well, we moved to a new studio. It looks, it, you guys look like an actual podcast studio. I like it. Not that the other one didn't, but this one looks, but the other one was a bar. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, it was a bar. And honestly, like we loved the opportunity of like, obviously like recording there and everything. Cause it was awesome. We talked to cool people like you do moving that shit in and out like all the time. And we were like, there, like in the three, ass. like, like every day of the weekend. Like, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we would be there. Yeah. And we would be like, okay, set up breakdown, set up breakdown every day. And then we had to drive somewhere else to like unload equipment, drive somewhere else to edit. Now we're all uh, in a house that has like, like we go to the room next door, edit. Uh, we have a studio that we can decorate. We don't have to, yeah. look, equipment stays up. Um, you're, I don't know if you're going to be able to see all of it, but Tyler, go to the middle camera just so he can, so like, the camera's kind of zoomed in, so you can't see all of it. But yeah, dude, like we're, we we moved a, in together. Oh, there we go. Look at yeah. our look at our camera guy doing his thing. That's a podcast right there, my friends. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, next time you're in Chicago, you got to come by. We'll have some drinks and just chill in the studio, dude. Even if I, I'll, dude, I will fly up there. Oh, oh, you got it. Yeah. I mean, oh, here's a great airport. It's pretty easy to figure out. It is. Yeah, you have another half of a Malort shot to finish. That's true. Uh, speaking of that, not Malort. I'm gonna go get a beer. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. Grab a beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got drinks, dude. Go ahead. Yeah, go we're ahead. drinking tequila. Yeah, cocktail. I can't I can't let y'all drink alone. Yeah, go, go, go. Um, can we turn them up a little bit? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, just might have to, I just might have to go fisherman. <laughs> you feel like the hat's blocking the sound? Yeah. I mean, that's not crazy to think, right? No, 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 no. no. You're thinking. Definitely not going to impress him or anything with this. Weird I'm movie thing. boys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this right here. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. I got a. Uh, I got a Corona. Ooh, oh, Corona. Corona. Okay. Okay. So let's hold on. Oh wait. I uh, bring him on afterwards. Okay. So I'm glad that you're drinking a Corona because we're drinking tequila. Well, we are drinking tequila. So, so that's like a perfect. Pairing. Go us. Yeah, we're matching kind of. Not really. Whatever. Uh, corona or Modelo? Do you prefer Coronas? I prefer Modelo, but. Um, yes. The, you know, the, the Corona was the only one available in the office right now. I'm at the office, so um, I'm just kind of drinking whatever available to me. 
And, and, and he's wearing a, a Budweiser shirt. Yeah, he is. You just yeah, you're I, representing all the brands. There's a there's a good reason I'm uh, not sponsored by either because I don't think I have brand loyalty. But actually, I do. Hang on, let's talk about this. Uh, the elephant in the room right now is that he's wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, and I'm wearing an Anheuser Busch shirt. So, a little St. Louis representation in here, my friend. Doing it because of you, because you're still my favorite guest, because you're the only Cardinals fan we've interviewed, and like we're doing good this season. We're doing way better than the Cubs, which fucking stink. Let's just get that out there. Um, and yeah, dude, I had to represent while talking to you. We had holes, buddy. Yeah. Dude, it's, oh my God. Seeing him back is just like, it, it, oh, it's such a good feeling. And like you guys gave up Anthony Rizzo for a dishwashing machine. So yeah, you know. no, I know we made a lot of bad calls last season, <laughs> uh, but we also are used to losing. So, I mean, I'm super comfortable sitting where I'm at. Uh, I mean, 108 years, and then we won. Like, we were good for, like, four years. We yeah. got four years. I'm like, that's good. Well, try grow, growing up in Kansas City. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's very true. But, yeah, dude, Cardinals are the shit. And there's, a, like, a lot of stuff has happened since. Oh, my God. Since we've talked to you last. Yeah, so, okay, well, so, Ro- Roman, if, if you don't mind, I want to take this over. Yeah, yeah, you go for it. I guess. Last time we talked to you, do you remember A, he was wearing a suit? And B to a wedding. And yeah. yes, and B, do you remember us telling you the story about him making out with his friends? With sister? his buddy's gr- sister at the hockey game. Yes. Yeah. So this a little make out have there. Yeah, yeah. The this guy edited that out of the uh podcast because he well, was worried that she would hear it and she, she would get mad. Pa- fast forward to wherever we are now, they're dating. Yeah, that's true. All of that is true. <laughs> what he said, I was going to defend it, but honestly, what he said is true. I don't remember, but did I say anything about that? Did I say you guys are going to date? I don't know. I might be like a prophecy. No, you a- you asked at one point. You were like, "Is this? Are you guys going to date, or uh, do you think it's just like a like a one th- one time thing, or do you think it's just going to be like a hey you up sort of thing?" And I was like, "I have no idea." Either uh, or, yeah. Either are great things. But, yeah, you know? no, yeah, everything, yeah. But uh, but yeah, now we're dating. Uh, yeah, I think we started dating like literally like under a month after that interview. So last time you were on, but yeah, but I edited. I went went to go edit part of it out because if you remember, I did drop her name. Yeah, which was there. hilarious. And then I was like, <laughs> uh, so then I went, I was like editing that out, but then it sounded weird. So then I just clipped part of the section. But there is part of it in there still. When he brings it up like right. the third time, yeah, it is. There's in there. part it of me being there. like, "Ah, oh, fuck." Uh, but, but yeah, uh, we're dating now, and it's going good. And yeah, that's like that's pretty much what's new with us. What the hell's new with you, dude? You know, uh, we're grinding. I, I, um, I I'm you've sorry. been everywhere. You've been I'm, everywhere, dude. And this lighting is killing me. It's so bright. It makes me my ears look like giant. I don't know. What you look. You look great. You look great. Thank you. Um. You know, man, I've been traveling a shit ton. Yeah, I've been gone a lot. I've been, uh, I've been hustling, and um, you know, I, I love what I do. So uh, you tell, you ask me what you want me. What, I'll tell you anything you want to know. So you ask uh, me. Last time, since the last time you were on, you actually got a new tattoo. I saw. Whoa! Uh, You're observant. The <laughs> uh, right above your the one you had last time. So it's like up here on your shoulder. Yeah, the good for y'all. Who explain it right now? Yeah. So, 
uh, I assume, I don't know if I told you all last, I, I don't know, if, I don't think I did, but um, sometimes when you write songs and you're on a writer's retreat, sometimes you get um, the opportunity to get your song cut by another artist. And, uh, you know, little to my knowledge at the time, I didn't know that Dustin Lynch was going to cut the song. So we wrote a song called Party Mood, which is currently a single and uh, we're in the top 20s right now. So that's pretty cool. Um, but when I wrote the song, we were at a writer's retreat for me. So I was with my boys, Jerry Flowers, Jared Kime, Matt McGinn, and Ryan Bieber, all in which are fantastic songwriters that have some notoriety. Myself, on the other hand, as a songwriter, besides my own songs, didn't really have much notoriety. So whenever uh, we were at this writer's retreat, we had all been drinking all day. We'd all been out on the boat, partying, having a good time. Actually, no, we weren't out on the boat that time. But we were partying a lot. Um and, and, and Jerry doesn't drink, so he, he wasn't really partaking in the party, but he's he's pretty fun to hang out with. And uh, I we had just finished up dinner, and I was going downstairs to probably go get ready for bed. And uh, I hear this sound coming from the patio, and I was like, man, that sounds really interesting. I wonder what that is. I walk out there, and I was like, what are you all writing? And they're like, oh, we're writing a song for John Party. Now, take in mind, this is my writer's retreat for me. Now, do I really care that they're right for somebody else? No. But we need all the songs we can get that weekend. So I was like, okay, for John Party? Yeah, what's it called? Party Mode. I was like, good for y'all. I walked off. And I was like, god damn it, they're writing for John Party. And I was like, wait a second. Okay, before I go to bed, why don't I try to become a writer on this song? So what I did is I walked out there, I sat my ass on the couch and kind of inserted myself into the right. And uh, next thing you know, we have the Dustin Lynch single. So not not because of me, but uh, because of the writers on that song, besides myself, were uh, fantastic. I loved being with them. Uh, and fast forward to the, the later on that night to the tattoo, we finished the song. I was like, I love the song. It's a great song. But if this gets cut, man, I will get a tattoo. And Matt McGinn goes, shake on it. I was like, you know what? If I said if it gets released as a single, I'll get a tattoo. And then I was like, you know what? I like bets. If it gets cut, I'll get a tattoo. It got cut, recorded, singled, and uh, released. And now it's his radio single. So for Dustin Lynch, it's doing great. It's catchy. I love it. It's a great summertime song, and uh, sorry for talking so much. Dude, that was such no. a cool story. That's a dope fucking story. Oh, my God. I was, That's I was fucking hoping, awesome. I was hoping there was something really cool behind the tattoo because I saw it, and I was like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, like I knew you had the one tattoo because I feel like we talked about it because uh, we just had uh, Kaiser on, and he's tatted up yeah. like crazy. So yeah. we were like on a tattoo roll. We were asking everybody, but – like then I saw on your Instagram that you posted that and it was like a couple months after we talked to you. And I was like, I need to know like what happened. Like, like, like what, like what that means. That's, that's a dope fucking story. That's yeah. Damn. That's an awesome, that's an awesome story. Um, and congrats on the, on like partaking in that song. That's awesome. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Top 20. It's a, uh, it's cool to have a top 20 single uh, on country radio. And um, it's cool to be able to, more or less, yeah. It's cool to, to have a radio single, um, but it's more cool to be able to let this kind of lead me into um, getting into rooms with other writers that I otherwise probably wouldn't get in with right away. 
So it's, it's opening a lot of doors for me. Well, and that's what I love about the story too, is like, you pretty much caught yourself. You're like, you know, that, that environment, like that room, I guess they're in might not be, I don't know, something I saw myself in at the moment. And then you kind of caught yourself and you're like, fuck it. Like, let's make the best of the opportunity. Like, let's see if I can add anything to this like awesome group of people. And you did. Yeah. I mean, like I said, the writers were fantastic to work with, but uh, Jared Kime, the, the, where the title party mode came from was Jared Kime, my producer, along with Jerry Flowers, Jared Kime had a, he, he's constantly, if you ever meet the guy or you ever see him, you're going to see him eventually just from Instagram and social media um, with me working with him. But he's always hitting a jewel pin. He loves jewel pins. I've never gotten behind the jewel pin thing. They're fun to hit when you've had a few to drink. Okay. Okay. Is that a jewel pin? No, it's a gigantic he, jewel pin. He'll hit them. Yeah, he'll hit them. All of, yeah, I'll hit a jewel. I'm not, I don't discriminate. So a jewel pin, though, when you hit it and you shake it, it sparkles and has all these like rainbow colors come out of the light. Yeah, pa- it's party mode. It's called party mode. And uh, he told the writers that, and they were like, oh, well, that'd be a cool title. Sure enough, they wrote party mode. Wait, oh my God. So the song's title was originated from a jewel pen? From a jewel pen. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I had at one point, this is how bad it was. I had two jewels uh, because they don't hold a battery that long. They're tiny devices. So I would like swap the batteries in and out. And then, you know, occasionally you have extra pods, you throw one in. So then I would have them and I would do party mode at both, you know, both of them at one time. Uh, but yeah, no, I love, I love that shit. That's, that's dope as fuck that it was uh, originated from just a jewel. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> of course, of course. Um, what, uh, like, what's your, I know you're drinking a Corona right now, but like, what's your go-to drinks now before a show? Has anything changed? I know you're a big old fashioned guy. Yeah, it's definitely not fucking Malort. <laughs> Dude, what do you like? I Dude, mean, I told you if you go I back agree. and listen, it to, is ass. If you go back and listen to the episode, I was like, if anyone ever offers you a shot of Malort, just don't take it. It's not worth it. And uh, he literally offered you one after I finished that sentence, and you're like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Well, because we, we were talking about a Chicago handshake. It comes with a uh, old style, right? Yeah, old style and uh, old style and a shot of Malort. And um, yeah, damn, dude, I was you know. I was going to send you like an entire case, but I guess I won't anymore. You know, I will take it only to torture my victims. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good use for it. I mean, honestly, I'm going to send it to every one of my enemies. I don't have any enemies, but if one day, if I do, if I ever do, I will send them a bottle of that and be like, this is the finest bottle of whatever that type of uh, alcohol is. It's well, called gasoline. Well, and you know what the like the weird thing about it is, um, majority of it now when it gets shipped to bars, it comes in it comes in plastic. It's not glass, so it's like that should be your warning sign number one. Yeah, that it's there's something different about it. Yeah, and then boom, like if they it's, want to sponsor us, that's cool. I love Malort. Uh, <laughs> actually, quick, uh, so. I hated Malort. Like when we did the shot, when I finished it on the show, I hated it. Um, it's kind of growing on me a little bit because uh, my girlfriend's family, well, her dad, just her dad really is the only one that likes it. And he's like, oh, I love that shit. So every time I'm over there before a Cubs game, before any sporting thing that we're going to watch on TV, 
uh, he's always like, we got to do a shot of more for good luck. And I was, I'm like, I'm like, okay, you know, I, I like the party. So, uh, I do it, but now I'm like, I, I'm kind of accustomed to it cause I've done it so much. I hate to say it, but it does get better at better after like the amounts, if that makes sense. But I mean, but after like the fourth or fifth one, you don't even taste it. But like number two, you're your like, tongue's oh. pretty much gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really surprised it doesn't like dissolve your esophagus. <laughs> I mean, it, it might. Well, and it's it's a bitter aftertaste, I've noticed, but there's no burn. Yeah, it's there's no burn. And socks. There's no there's no bite. There's not I mean, except for afterwards when it's very uh like a bitter aftertaste. But um what was I gonna say? I was had something about my, oh I, I was reading an article about Malort the other day and it had um its original like during prohibition, they didn't remove it from the market. You could still buy it because that's why it's big in Chicago. Because people use it as gasoline? No, because they would use it um as like I as like something like it fought off stomach worms, so it was like medicine. Um yeah, so okay. it's like the poor man's ivermectin. <laughs> Does not surprise and, me at all. Um, <laughs> and I think you could like clean shit with it. I honestly yeah, think that's that's the article you still can clean shit with that. Yeah, you could clean out your <laughs> a military <laughs> barrack could pass inspection with Malort. Based off Malort, for sure. 100%. I'll send you the article after this, but it was, it was fucking crazy. What I was like, all the things that they were saying, like the history of Malort. But yeah, that's wild. Hey, uh, speaking of alcohol, and one that's been in a bar every weekend for like how many years? A lot of years. Other than like old fashioned, and I'm talking about like the basic regulars. What do you think are like the top three cocktails at a bar? Like the go- regular go tos. Uh, for anybody or for me? Both? I'll answer both. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll go ahead and say Jack and Coke. For you? For you right now? I would say for everybody. Okay. Um, Jack and Coke for everybody. Same with vodka Sprite. Same with vodka cranberry um, or tequila soda. And then for me, I only have two. It's tequila soda, Jack and Coke. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I do love a Jack and Coke. I think, well, I think Jack and Cokes are also number one because of the caffeine from the Coke and it gives you that boost for like what that event that night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or going to like five more bars after that. Like True. once your brain shuts off and your body just takes over. Yeah. You go into autopilot. But I mean, I have to do the Jack on the bar. I think vodka Red Bull is also a really good one too. Yeah. Yeah. Some VRBs. That's yeah, sugar free. I can't. I can't drink a regular Red Bull. Oh, I can. I mean, my heart. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna put the caffeine in my body, I'm not fucking drawing the line at the sugar. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, man. I, when you guys saw me last, oh god, my label's gonna. The managers are gonna be like, "What the hell?" When you guys (laughs) saw me last, I was. I was on my best behavior because we had been on the road for what 12 days straight before that. Yeah. Yeah. We were so tired. My guitar player 10 minutes before the interview screamed at me. He didn't mean to. He we, we love he's like my brother. I love the guy to get love the guy to death. But in that back alley at Joe's, I accidentally jackknifed the truck. And then we had the interview. So I was like, I gotta go. Sorry. So I left him with this jackknife truck this uh van and, and trailer and the poor guy could not figure out how to get the van out he was like oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do so i would yell at me too 
we were so tired. We were all snappy with each other. And uh, we had no idea what the outcome of that show was going to be that night, attendance wise. And we had all been drinking excessively the night before and the night before that and the night before that and every night before that, too. So we were running on steam. And by the time I got to you guys, y'all were so cool, so fun to hang out with. I was like, okay, we're rocking and rolling. And I think I had one of my favorite shows that night. I love Chicago. That's probably my favorite night of the the whole entire tour. Well, I remember during that conversation, um, it, it kind of ties into the uh, the song um, that we were just talking about. What the hell? The one that's tatted on your freaking body. Oh, oh, good for y'all. Yeah, good for y'all. Yeah, party mode. Party mode, yeah. When you like stopped yourself, because in the middle of our conversation. Yeah, like, like the first like five minutes. Yeah, you're like, minutes. oh shit, like, oh my God, like I need to relax. Like, you know, like it was, I don't know. I think you were just. Like you well, understood he, that we were just like we just wanted to chat. Like we just wanted to. You we're know. also very different from like the usual interview. I feel like I, I would say yeah. I mean, we're just a couple <laughs> of guys with microphones. But yeah, like the, yeah, That's, like during that time, you were just like, oh, I need to chill out. Like you know, like this is like very casual, which is like what we want to provide. Well, that's the beauty of a podcast. I'm a huge you know advocate for podcasts. I think that podcasts are 100. Um, they are the future. The big thing is, is with podcasts is, is a, not an interview It is a conversation. It's an open dialogue. It's an open forum for you to have a conversation about anything. And so when you do a podcast and people are saying, Oh, you can't cuss. Oh, you can't say this. Don't ask this. Don't talk about this. What you're essentially doing is you're restricting the space of, of conversation and you're restricting the amount of topics that can be discussed because some stories are a lot funnier when you say fuck. It's just the truth. So yeah. this is what I love about this podcast. As soon as I got back to town, I was like, I went straight to my managers. I was like, let's let's find another day. I love these guys. They're so fun. And more importantly, when you guys get to Nashville, we got to kick it. I know you guys are coming down at some point. Dude, like we we it's it's happening this summer. We don't yeah. know when, but it's happening this summer because like we were literally in the talks about it um, not it, too long ago. Yeah, and like, and it's actually the date that we were talking about is coming up, but there were some things that yeah. did come up that kind yes. of threw a wrench in that. June 10th. What's that? June 10th for CMA Fest. Uh, no. So I literally just looked at that. I have a wedding that weekend. June I 10th. A, I have a wedding that Saturday. Well, good thing June 10th is on a Friday. So, okay. So let's get the record straight. You want me to, because it starts on that Thursday, right? I play on Friday, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we'd probably come down that Thursday. Stay Friday, and then get uh, probably obliterated, I would imagine. And then you want me to come back to Chicago and do it all again for a wedding? <laughs> well, and I'm actually supposed to be well, in Madison, Wisconsin. I live where I travel <laughs> ten hours, do interviews, play show, go drink, and then have to go to the next show and do the same thing over again. It is only six hours, and we really do need to get to Nashville. Yeah. I think if we go, it would probably be the weekend after that. But if I want to go, I want to go for like uh, like four or five. Yeah, days, I, like, I don't want to just I don't want to rush it. Like I want to like hang out, you know, go to. I mean, I'd rush it if need be. Yeah, if it came down to it. But I got you, boys. Okay, you ready for this? I don't know how many people are going to be there for me because it's I've never played in this area, but I am playing Bloomington, Illinois, on the sixteenth. 
Yeah, you are. Yeah, um, I did I'm from that. like Central Illinois, which is very Peoria, which is very close to Bloomington. Uh, yeah. Is that tailgate and Cowboys? Yeah, I'm doing that, and then I'm playing the 17th, which is in Kansas City. Okay. Um. Wait. When is tailgate and Cowboys? You said June 17th. 16th of June. You say 16th. 16th. Yeah. Okay. Um. We'll have to definitely look at our calendar, but could you help some brothers out? And like, could you get us in? I don't think that would be an issue. Okay, that would be very helpful. Yeah, <laughs> that would be very helpful. Yeah. Um, no, dude, that would be sick as fuck. And then, like, I don't know, like, if you would want to like shoot something there, or, like some promo or whatever the hell that you got going on, like, we're happy. Well, because then right too, after you know? that, like right after that, eye for an eye, no. you're heading to on tour with Sam Hunt. June yeah. 7th. Well, let's do this. Let's do a podcast on at the vin at the, at the show. I have a Sprinter van that has bunks and everything in it. has like a has a living room and everything in it. It's like a tour bus. Why don't we shoot the podcast on the tour bus on the bus, and uh, we can interview the band and everything? It'd be super fun. There's so many great personalities, um, you know, or. or Maybe another artist you guys can get. Um, I don't know. I think you all are awesome. So let's let's figure that out. Because first off, it's one day to get drunk with y'all. Two, right, right, it's a good time. You know, yeah. You know, I hear you. And like to be honest with you, a like we're flattered. Like we we would a hundred percent do that in a heartbeat. We've been talking about like tr- kind of like building like a mobile setup in the back of a pickup truck. So like at festivals like this. We would just have you come in the back of the pickup and then we would just talk. So like and then we throw a bag over your head and we take you to an undisclosed location, <laughs> record a podcast <laughs> with the bag on your head, take the bag off and we get to guess the whole time. Right. Like, yeah. You know, so, something <laughs> between those two. Um, but yeah, no, we, we've like, been we've been workshopping the idea. It's not set this down yet. So. Yeah. But um, no, man, like that would be an honor. And like, yeah, we just, you know, we see you up and coming artists and like you just awesome fucking people. And like, we just want to talk to you. We want to help you. We want to share your story. And it's like and then, yeah, we'll get obliterated with, with you as well. Dude, yeah. I, you don't have to ask me twice to get obliterated. Well, I know I don't have to ask you twice. You're always down. Stop it. OK, yeah. but, but let's let's talk about this, because. I know you're a comedian, and uh, that's one of your your main things that you love. So, let's talk comedy. Oh, all oh. right. Oh, so you want to come into our arena? <laughs> yeah. This is your podcast now. I'm a huge comedy guy. I want to talk right. about this. What are your thoughts on uh, on um, on this whole uh, Dave Chappelle getting tackled shit? Oh, you want to go first? Um, I think it stemmed from the slap. I personally do too. I think I think it stemmed from the slap, and then you know, like that's what I was worried about mainly with that happening yeah. is that it kind of opened the door for people to come in, almost you know, express their disagreement with a comedian. In a physical way, which I don't think is appropriate, but I mean, you pay someone to do art. It's like right. it's like the Chris uh, Delia thing, or Delia. I don't know. One yeah, of one of them. What's um, the Delia? Um, but he he said he's like, listen, he's like, let me play it out of speedball, like sp- speed speedy quick for you. He's like, if you were to walk up to a comedian on the street, offer him money, and then they 
and you're like, hey, say something funny, and I say something you don't like, and then you're like, I don't like that. And it's like, okay, well, sorry. It's like you didn't like the joke or you didn't like this, you know? And it's like, was the joke tasteful, the the original one, the slap? It's like, who knows? But I don't think it was out of malice, which is why that's where it gets, you know, the lines get crossed. Yeah. I I just don't want it to be a platform for when somebody doesn't like what a comedian says, they can just start thinking that violence is the answer because everything else in this world, we tend to think, Oh, violence is the answer. If we don't like something, I mean, same with politics. We don't like what you're saying. We're just going to shut you down. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big politics guy, but I'm watching it. I was just, I'm such a a comedian fan. Um, Do I think Joe Rogan is the funniest comedian in the whole entire world? No, but I do think he is absolutely one of the, if not the biggest advocate for comedians. I mean, his platform is the platform. So, um, you know, I, I we live right next to um, well, I live next to a place called Zany's, which is uh, one of the most famous comedy clubs in Nashville or in, in the country. Nashville. Yeah, I, we have, yeah. yeah, we have one here. It's yeah. really big. Zany's. Yeah, I, I love Zany's. And um, they have. Crystalia, Burt Kreischer. Uh, my favorite is we have uh, what's his name? Mullet, dude. Oh, oh, Theo Vaughn? Theo. So um, he constantly comes into this Thai restaurant that I've gone to a couple times. And he's straight up one of the coolest dudes, man. I mean, I'm a huge, huge Theo Vaughn guy. Dude, his, uh, his podcast is awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's he's the man. He would be like a dream guest for us, to be honest. Because just I would just love trying to pick his brain for 30 minutes. Because the way he just the, – the thought process behind like some of his jokes, I'm like – I need to know, like, did you plan that five years ago and you just hit it at this moment? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. But um, to be honest, I like the the coming on the stages um, is weird and like eye opening. And I do think it comes from the slap. Um, but I also think it's kind of like a generational type thing, because back in like 10 10 years before us, even just 20 pre- years, before even just us, the previous generation before us, like, like I'm not saying people need to get hit all the time, <laughs> but every now and then somebody needs to get hit in the face. And I feel like that doesn't happen anymore in society. So mm-hmm. it's like people think they can get away with these extreme things because because they've never had like legitimate punishment in their life. Yeah. Right. What is yeah. it? Mike Tyson says, Mike Tyson says everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. Exactly. And like, that video of uh, him on the airplane, actually speaking to Mike Tyson, like there was a video of someone on the airplane just some drunk kid making jokes and like yelling at him. And Mike Tyson turns around and starts beating him. And it's like, and the kid was doing it for 20 plus minutes. I believe, I don't yeah. know if the timeline is exactly. The fact he kept his cool for 20 plus minutes. That yeah. right there should be the biggest reason why Mike Tyson is not responsible. for anything. Right. Well, right. It, it just came out recently well, that yeah, like, there's no charges you, being pressed or anything. Especially because you look at his like previous record where like put the dude's ear off. Right. And, you know, all that stuff. And then you're like, oh, well, he put up with this random kid just like berating him with comments for 20 minutes before he did anything. It's like he was like, all right, fucking I yeah. just beat the shit out of this guy real quick. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's ridiculous. And the fact that, um, yeah, like. But there, there's a very large like this needs to be said, too. There's a very large audience that's like 
on the comedian side. And it's like, yeah, fuck those people that think they can come up on stage. Like right. a lot of people are voicing that opinion as well. So that's good to see. They need to, uh, I, dude, my, my thing is that comedy is, is a thing that is not supposed to be politically correct. It's, it's supposed to be an open forum. It's something that's supposed to take really dark situations and make a lot of light out of them. So I don't know. My, my, uh, my mind kind of sits on the side of, of comedy always. I'm a huge, huge comedy supporter. Well, who are your top five comedians like right now? Because I know Chappelle's technically out of, well, is he, he's back. Right, because I just, would. I mean, yeah, you can miss Chappelle. I would miss Chappelle. Yeah. So who are your top five? Five's a lot. Do three. Uh, number number one will be Dave Chappelle. I will. Yeah. That, that's my great. Number, one. Uh, number two, I like Artie Lang. As okay. far as like, even, even though he's not really a comedian, I just absolutely love like his. Uh, he's done a couple. Well, he's he's a comedian. He's done a couple. Yeah, he's comedy. a comedian. I I don't think he's like toured in the past like like few years but i mean like yeah he's definitely that's where he got his start yeah burt kreischer um is a big one burt's burt's my favorite i gotta say i gotta go back burt Burt kreischer is my favorite actually yeah i mean it's wild him and tom Segura are just like a a duo that's just so meant to be together like they are supposed to be in the same room they very much each other what was that the machine joke. Whenever uh, yeah. he went to the yeah. show, I, God, I love that joke so much. All time classic. Well, did you see sure. recently? He actually brought up his the teacher that was on the trip with him, his Russian teacher. No, I didn't see that. It's not even a joke. It's a story. But I mean, the God, I just love it so much. Yeah, but he uh, he like one of the tours he was on. Like she was living in that city, and he was like, "Hey, I'm doing a show. I'm going to do the joke. Uh, <clears throat> you should you should come." on stage like he was gonna tell the whole story and then uh have her come up and then tell her part of the story and she was like yeah it's all fucking oh, that's awesome <clears throat> yeah i saw it on like tiktok or something it was like an ad for like buying tickets for that tour but yeah i know it was crazy like seeing that i was like damn i was like yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. she got up and was like nope that's all true <laughs> and i was like holy <laughs> shit god damn but, yeah, no, I definitely uh, – I agree with your list. Your list is pretty solid. Uh, I don't think Artie Lang makes my top five, but – yeah, or my top three. But, Dude, uh, just hearing him on yeah. Howard Stern, though, is just – that. I don't know. I, I mean, on the Stern show, just got it. Just, every day was just comedy. So if you like Howard Stern, you just follow it every day. That was something that uh, – what, uh, what, what do you watch when you need a laugh? Um – Man, I'm a I'm not a big TV guy. Actually, I got rid of my TV in my place. I um, it kills my creative space. It really does. It messes with my head. I'm not able to fire on all cylinders whenever I'm, you know, watching TV all the time. But uh, when I get the chance to, I get hooked on series. So I'll watch it on my laptop. I'll watch it at a buddy's house, um, and whatnot. But uh, the new Pam and Tommy show was really funny. I thought that was great. I'm a huge fan. I love that show. Yeah. It's really awesome. And Tommy Lee's cool. I met him recently. He's really cool. Damn. That's Yeah. Tommy Lee, that's a that's an iconic guy right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Not just because of uh not just because of 
being in Motley Crue, the biggest rock band ever, he's got a 13 inch long supposedly. So, yeah. 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 Right here. I, hey, um, how's, how's Bubba doing? You got to ask about the dog. How's he doing? Dude, Bubba's good. I left him what about an hour ago. I'm, you know, from the house, he's pretty sad. Um, but my dog obviously is still, uh, still number one priority in my life besides the music. So, I mean, they're the best. There's no and ifs or buts about it. My great, my great grandpa, my great grandma had a saying and kind of like a theme in her house. If somebody came over and they didn't pet her dog, they were not ever allowed back in. She's like, if someone like, if someone doesn't like dogs, I don't like them. And I was like, that's like probably the most true statement I've ever heard. To Dude, this day. I brought a girl home in high school. And my, my parents have five dogs. They've never had less than five dogs at a time. So, oh my god, for as long as I've been alive, so I've always been raised around dogs. And uh, I brought this girl home just to meet my family. And she walked in, walked through the door. Dog jumps up on her to say hi, like not even like an aggressive jump. It was just like a hug. She pushed the dog down and just like ugh, like looks at it. And my mom made eye contact with me. I made eye contact with her and we both gave each other the look of like, all right, well, we know this isn't going to work. So I just said, Hey, let's go get ice cream while we were in the car. I said, Hey, I'm going to drop you off at home. I don't think this is going to work. So they drop her off at home all because she didn't like my dog. Oh, I mean, it's like, it's one thing to not like dogs. And then it's another thing to like physically put your hand in the face. Yeah. Like you stupid mutt. Yeah, like even if you don't like a dog, like pet the fucking dog. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. like I don't know. Like, unless the dog's like attacking you, which is very rare. Like, you I see would that. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I, I've always been like a dog guy. So, but yeah, dude, no. Bubba, Bubba is a hundred and three pounds of love, man. That dog is just pure love. Yeah, he's big boy. That's why, man. I had this sedan. And I love it. Absolutely love my car. But I have to get an SUV now, man. It's like my my dogs are over 100 pounds. And, uh, I mean, he weighs just as almost as much as I do. I mean, I'm not 100 pounds, but, you know, he weighs like 75 pounds less than I do. So it's – I'm going to have to get an SUV. I mean, I, I have to get one. Otherwise, my car is just going to get destroyed. I mean, he's slobber all over the back. He's, he's a St. Bernard and American Bulldogs. All he does is slobber constantly. Hey, man, it's 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 Bubba's world. You're just living in it. That's right. My car became his car. My house became his house. My next car is literally on the license plate. I'm just going to get Bubba on the license plate. What kind of car are you Bubba. driving now, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I drive a, uh, a 2021 uh, Volkswagen Passat. I love it. Um, oh. The R line package on it, fully loaded down with everything, and uh, I, you know, the reason why I, I got a Volkswagen Passat is I got in a car crash last year, and uh, I had a Volkswagen as well. That car saved my life, so I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna stick with Volkswagen, why? and uh, now I'm I'm gonna have to get an SUV, so I'm gonna stay with Volkswagen. I'm gonna stay loyal to the brand, but gotta say those new Broncos. And then the new uh, Toyota 4Runners are very tempting to go take. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I I want a 4Runner. 
the, they look very similar now with the Bronco, the way they did the uh, like body style on this new one. Yeah, but um, where I was kind of hoping they were going to stay true to like the you know OJ driving on the highway sort of Bronco, <laughs> but you know beggars can't be choosers. Ah, so. OJ driving down the highway. I forgot he led everybody on that chase. <clears throat> Yeah, and uh, he made the Bronco famous. Like, the Bronco was just another yeah. car until OJ was using it as a getaway. <laughs> it was fast, it's durable, and uh, clearly it uh, can get away from a murder scene. So, Oh, yeah, easy. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it did its job. It did its purpose. <laughs> it did its purpose. Um, go, all right, going from, like, I would label cars and, like, the, the topic that people think are cool, right? Mm-hmm. Like what else are cool? Sunglasses are cool. Yeah. Um, leather jackets are cool. Yeah. Um, I want to know like the dorkiest thing about you. Like what's something that you're just like, yeah, it's it's what I do, it's who I am, but yeah, it's really dorky. Dude, I love toys. Like like toys. not not sex toys, but I do love uh well. I do love uh, like <laughs> toys in uh, you know Walmart, Target, or any toy store. I'm like a, I'm like a child, man. I'm a, I'm a kid at heart. I absolutely love GI Joes. I don't play with them. I don't have any. But the sure. first thing I do when I go to uh, Target is I go straight to the toy section. I nerd out on like new toys and things that are out. There's just something so cool and timeless about toys because. They're never going to go away for as long as we live. There will always be toys made for kids to play with. Because as much as these are a thing and people play on phones, it's never going to be the feeling you get when you open up a brand new G.I. Joe on Christmas morning. And he's got the M16 and the helmet and the boots. And I don't know. I'm just speaking for myself. I could be completely bullshitting, but that is absolutely one of the – highlights of my life when i opened up and i had uh, a gi joe another thing is i'm also like a world war ii history buff i love world war ii and so uh anything military related i have a big military family so those are where my uh my interest lies kind of nerding out on that kind of stuff well that also explains the volkswagen interest because that's a there's a huge world war ii parallel with that yeah, I didn't get it because Hitler drove it. I don't think that was kind no, of... No, I know, I know. I know <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, I, but they're I, in all the documentaries, and you're like, oh, those look pretty fucking dope. <laughs> they were cool, man. I When I went to Germany, when I was in... Uh, right after high school, I got to go to Germany and, and follow where my great-grandfather you know, fought over in Europe and against the Nazis. And I got to see uh, the... I don't know. They were like arenas almost. They were these giant warehouses with um, tanks and cars. And I got to see one of the Volkswagens that Hitler rode in the back end. Wow. They're cool. I mean, they were so ahead of their time. The Germans were when it came to their planes, their vehicles. Really interesting to see because they all had leather in them, which our tanks all had just metal bench seats in them. Everything had metal because we were trying to use anything we could, scrap metals, whatever we could, to just try to win the war. We didn't have the necessary uh, you know, supplies. We had just come out of the Great Depression, so we were kind of using anything that we possibly could to take on. We were also fighting on two fronts. We had Japan, and we had Germany and Italy. And uh, 
you know, we, uh, we had, we didn't have those nice little pieces of leather and, and whatnot. And so it's really cool to be able to go over there and, and see the differences in, in what they had and what versus what we had. That's dope. When you you asked me earlier, you're like, did you learn anything cool today? I just learned something yeah. really cool today. Well, I didn't know that you're a big car guy. Literally. Well, no, I knew that. No, I didn't know you're a big toy guy. That like blew my mind. And then the fact that like it's just you know everything about World War II. Like it's just you learn something new every day. I don't know everything, but I do know a lot. I mean, I I just there's not a lot to do when you're on the road. So you just try to learn. I mean, you can sit there and read and just drink all day, or you can try to yeah. learn and, and better yourself, you know. Oh, I do like the first option though. Drinking? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um so are you more of like do you gear uh veer more towards like reading like books about World War II? Or do you like look up YouTube videos or try and find documentaries or Yeah, I I haven't read a book since I was same seventh grade, maybe. I was gonna say one and a half. Oh, I just don't learn that way, dude. Like I'm sure you guys the same way. Like we just were creatives. So we don't test technically. Now I'm not speaking for all creatives, but me creatively, I don't learn from uh, reading. I have to visually see it like in a picture form or I have to hear it, um, which explains the job field that I'm in, which is uh, entertainment, you know? Yeah. Uh Explains the video audio. That explains, yeah, that explains it. Um, hey, I do want to hit on some awesome things that you have done recently. Yeah. Over me, that came out this year in February. Um, what's the, what's the, what's that song mean to you? And like, what's what's like a message that you want your audience to receive when when they hear it? Man, it's trucking along. First off, I mean, we are. It's still new. I think we consume music so fast these days, where we're trying to if it doesn't blow up on TikTok in the first 24 hours or blow up, you know, on streaming within the first 48 hours or week, we kind of consider it a flop. And I think that's one of the downfalls of the music industry right now is we are so quick to get rid of things. If they just don't show the numbers that they need to right away, that song means a lot to me. So it's got a long life. I'm taking a slow game with it. We're growing every week. And, um, the song is, is a personal story. You know, it's, I came out of a breakup and I broke up with a girl who is from Missouri and we had, you know, moved in together here in Nashville. Didn't work out too well. And I, I broke up with her. I was just like, Hey, I don't think this is going to work for you or me. And what I need from you is to let me let you go so that you can live the life that I can't give you. So, uh, the only thing I feel like that was because it still hurt. So I feel like the process of healing was writing about it and let it, that was my letter to her to let her know that she can move on and, and do her thing. And I think now she's, you know, engaged to a dentist of some sort, or, you know, whatever it might be. Cause as a songwriter, you don't know where your next check is going to come from necessarily. Not every songwriter has a publishing deal. So you don't know where your next check is going to come from. You don't know if you're going to lose your publishing deal, even if you have one or if you get dropped from a record label, you know, either you succeed or don't, there's really no in between. So, um, I was afraid that I wasn't able to provide her the full extent of what she could have from me, unless I was able to focus on my career 100% without any distractions and not saying she was a distraction, but I noticed I wouldn't be able to focus on her the way that she wouldn't, she deserved. So 
I wrote that song and um, we shot a music video recently, you know, in the, in the past few months and we put it out and uh, it's just cool to be able to, to watch my story on a screen and kind of put to life and even the song allowing it to do that. The, uh, well, and I, I saw on TikTok that you released a video where you called her and you told her. Oh, that's about oh, so the, that's who that was. Oh, yeah. You told her about it. Kind yeah, of that, wasn't, that wasn't the greatest of all phone calls in the whole entire world, but um you know, it uh, it worked. You know, I mean, uh, she can't be too mad at the song. It's a song, you know. Well, and the on, to be honest, the thing about the song, um, I love it because lyrically it cuts deep. Like it, it does its job and like it hits you there. But I, it's up tempo. Like the beat is quick and fast, yeah. and not something that you expect with the song that really you know gets in there and gets in the feels. Which I'm love. glad it's, you picked up on that because hardly anybody picks up on that. I mean, I think we get caught up in breakup songs. Like one of my my biggest influences in country music is Billy Carrington. And if you look at one of his biggest hits, it's it don't hurt like it used to. That song yeah. is a song about having your heart broke and it not it's still hurting, but not hurting as bad as it used to. You're healing. And the song should in your head, oh, it don't hurt like it used to. It's probably a breakup song, probably slow. The song was right there on the floor driving the whole entire time. When you see it live, it brings so much energy. I I don't I don't know uh about anybody else, but I know for me that song was a huge uh influence being part of the song. No, I'm I love it. And I think I'm not telling you what to do with your career, but I think we, I want, I personally as a fan want more up tempo Roman Alexander because it was like the way the, just how quick the beat was. And then your voice comes in and it's like, Oh shit. Like we're, we're onto something here. Like this is yeah. awesome. So I mean, I'm a huge fan of the song. Um, and it's, it's, it is cool also as a fan, just to hear that it is based on like a true story. It's not some, something you just decided to run out. Dude. Y'all are going to like the new stuff. I mean, we just, every artist says that. Oh, you're going to love the new stuff. I promise. <laughs> what I just got done with, we're holding on to it for a while. We're going to sit on it for a little bit. But uh, what we're holding on to, I think you all will really, really enjoy. Uh, is that, it? Is it? Is it on the way to anywhere with you? No. Is it? Uh, okay, so th- that's another thing I want to hit on. You he said he's going to sit on it. You think he's about to just fucking give away all his... But, okay, you... But, okay, <laughs> I understand that. But you put you put new music out to YouTube, and it's unreleased. And it's like, oh, like, what's, what's like, I guess, the goal with that? Like, you just want to get music out to people as quick as yeah, possible? I Look, so the songs haven't done anything. They've hardly got any views. They've hardly done anything. I mean, we're... I mean, compared to the other songs and, and what they've done, they, they haven't done anything, but there's a, there's a strict, there's a strategy to it. You're trying to get a feel. I'm getting a feel. I'm okay. gauging a little bit. I'm hearing what people think. And then you're going to see here in the next few weeks, I'm going to start pushing those songs and I want to kind of let the fans pick. And I'm not necessarily doing it for the song. I'm doing it for the tempo. I want to hear where people's heads sit currently right now. Dude, you, out of everybody we've talked to, no disrespect to everybody else, but I think you put the most thought behind every single aspect of your career. And well, like the process. What I, but what I mean life. by that is like when you when you went to that, you started working at that car wash mm-hmm. because you knew 
I think it was a car wash, no, it was right? A or dealership, dealership. But he was washing cars. Yeah. So you started working at the dealership because you knew these certain people went to this dealership and you could somehow make a way to get in contact with them, which you eventually did. Like thinking about that alone is awesome because you're thinking so far outside of the box to try and just simply like get your foot in the door. And it's clear that you're still doing that with your career, which yeah. is just awesome. Well, I appreciate it, man. The The thing is, is doors close constantly. Doors open constantly. But the only way to keep doors open is you got to kick them in a little bit or you just got to knock a lot. And I think uh, the big thing is, is you have to put thought into things. You have to constantly be trying to evolve things. Um, keep trying to knock on doors. Keep trying to grow the company because your company, your product. This is no longer playing guitar in your bedroom. This is a hobby. When I hear artists say, oh, this is just what I love. I can't believe I'm doing this. I think that's the biggest crock of bullshit. If, if you don't believe you should be doing this or you think you can't believe you're doing this. Wow, I never in a million years dreamed of being able to do this. I'm so thankful. It's great that you're thankful, but I know exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. This is where I'm supposed to be. And uh, the stuff we have in the works is going to change my life here in the next few months. I mean, this is a, we're on the home stretch of some really cool stuff that I'm really excited for everybody to be a part of. So um, I feel like this is the year where I'm able to sit back and go, okay, all of it was worth it. This was all meant to happen. Everything I've ever done from sitting in a car wash and working two jobs to sleeping in my car for a little bit to being a merch guy, to getting a publishing deal, to signing a, you know, a record deal, to being right here right now, to playing sold out shows or not. All of those are going to, I'm going to sit back and go, okay, that's awesome. And then I'm going to go, okay, what next? What's next? What can I do now? Because there's always work to be done and you have to think things out currently in the moment. Cause like, like I said, every, like the last time I was with y'all, every artist thinks about a, where do I, you know, this is where I am right now. And they think Z, okay, that's where I want to be. But you got to think about B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. You got to think all the way through because everything takes time and you got to follow the process. You, um, you have a very similar brain to me. Mine does not stop or shut up. It's always like, all right, like we have this, what can we do next? Like we were, we had a meeting yesterday talking about like the city smoke out and it's like, all right, like here's this idea oh, this idea could help branch into this idea. And like, it just kept going and going and going. Um, a, like whatever it is you are eventually going to release, that's going to change your life. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear. Um, and we couldn't be more pumped for you. Um, are you going to do like a release party? Like, are you going to do like a release concert or? No. So it's not even just a release. Um, it's the things that lead up to being able to put out a release. Um, okay. So it's cool. I can't say anything yet legally, but we're uh, we're working on it, man. I'm really excited if, for. It. If there's any way we can help promote whatever like big event or step that you are taking in your career, we are more than happy to help you in any shape or form. Yeah, just let us know. I um, mean, we can post on all of our pages about it. Like, yeah, yeah, like any anything you um, we would love to be part of it. Not to obviously throw our hats in the ring because it is your time, but it's like we're here for you because we appreciate yeah. you coming on in your time. 
I appreciate it, dude. No, y'all are awesome. My thing is for the two of you, I want to know what is the, um, what's the game plan for Windy City Joe's? I want to know you guys have grown. You guys are just like an artist, man. You guys are, y'all are doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing. We're in the entertainment business. Our job is to make people laugh, make people cry, make people feel good and allow others to get to know us through our content and concepts. So last time I was with y'all, we were at Joe's on Weed Street, played a pack show that night, had a good time. And, uh, it's a great venue, but you guys are growing. You evolved. You 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 got out of there. Not that that was a bad place, but you got out into your own space. And that is a lot like using somebody else's space to record songs and then getting into your own space to record songs. It changes the dynamic of the whole process and the creative process. So what is the next step for Windy City Joes? I'm curious because I'm a fan, so I want to know. Um, To be honest with you, um. Like we we're so we a we are still partnered with Joe's on Weed, Carol's and Joe's Live in Rosemont. Yeah. Um, shout out to shout out to Ed Warm for even giving us like this ability. Like it's been fucking awesome, and I can't say that enough. Um, but I think th- thoroughly, we want to help the artists like as much as we can. Like we love talking, we love talking to the artists that you know have number one hits and like shit like that. But to be honest with you, connecting to artists that are in the present of building their career and like yeah. figuring out what works with them and putting out EPs and like combining and writing songs at writing trips and telling us sick ass stories about the tattoos. Like we love hearing that shit and it fuels me to like get your word out there, spread to people who you really are. And then like, like I said, overall, I just want to help the artists. So whether it's in a creative concept, like a release party or a release interview, a live interview, or customizing merch like we've we've given in like recent discussions we've given like some ideas to a couple of artists for their merchandise and stuff like that so it's just honestly throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks to be honest with you how often are y'all releasing episodes because my favorite thing is i love y'all's personality so much i'm like man i want to see like i want to see more like like you know joe rogan it's it's hard it's hard to put out content constantly but i know joe rogan well, what reason why I think I stay engaged is because he keeps people engaged because he keeps putting content out. And I'm like, dude, I would love to, uh, to see a lot of content. Now what we should do, here's an idea. We should do a three day guest appearance, right? For three days straight, you release it part one, part two, part three, and they're just long podcasts. And we could just shoot the shit. I could tell you any story you want to know. I have a lot of good stories. I know you all do too. So I just think that those things are are fun. They pass the time and then you can learn a lot. In them. Hey, I don't know what you're doing between August 4th and August 7th. Um, but that's Windy City Smoke out here in Chicago. Yeah. And, and I had this idea of like it would be really fun to kind of do like a live Q&A while at Smoke Out with some of the uh, like the openers and shit like that. Um, but I was like, it would also be cool to have an artist with us and you're the co-host. Like you are the, the co guest, like you're talking to fans, figuring, figuring out who they're excited to see kind of shit like that. Um, and then just building off the opportunity also just engage with fans too. So I don't know if you're free, but you are more than welcome to join us for like a Windy city smoke out special. Yeah. Like, type of like podcast interview type thing. 
Yeah. Well, you all have my management's email, so we can make that work. I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. I uh, hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I tell you what, I like you boys a lot. So of course, I'm I'm down to down to do. Well, and hey, I, I promise we are coming to um, Nashville. Yeah, we're coming to Nashville at some point in the summer. Uh, and right when we do, we'll hit you up and um, make sure we. Oh, my camera died. And make sure we. Uh, <laughs> I got it. He's got it. And make sure, yeah, we get some drinks and just fucking hang out and hang out and chill, dude. Rock and roll. Okay, so I got to ask that before we go. Okay. What, uh, what's, uh, I need to know more about this girl. My girlfriend? Girlfriend. You know, okay, yeah. No, I didn't know. I was like, these days. um, yeah, we started dating December. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I mean, it was crazy because so like we started out family friends uh, and it like kind of just ended up being like we were like, oh, we shouldn't do this. This is a terrible idea because then yeah. we got to like put up with each other if it ends terribly. Uh, and then like pretty quickly, like both of our parents, well, like we did like this thing where like I went out to dinner, like she was going out to dinner with her um with her mom and she was like hey uh why don't you join us and i was like okay yeah like they're not gonna think anything's happening at all if i <laughs> join you and just your mom for dinner like and so i like just went and met him for dinner one night and then we ended up like going out and then her mom was like oh, okay i gotta call it a night she ubered home and then uh then we went out to a few more bars and she just crashed at my place and then, like, a few months after we started dating, this is actually pretty funny because she goes, we were talking about it, and she goes, I thought you guys were just secretly dating at that point. I was like, no, we weren't dating at that, like, yet. And she goes, you know, now that, now that you say it, she didn't come home with me that night. <laughs> she stayed at your place. So her mom was, put it together? Yeah, her mom was, like, putting it all together in her head, and it was like, I was like, yeah, no, uh, she did. But, like, yeah, it was just uh, kind of like a snowball effect, and her brother... Uh, so like I was closer with him, obviously, and we um, he he had left for work. He was like working out uh, in Missouri and he left for about three or four months and ended up coming back for like Christmas. And like like two or three days before Christmas, she told him uh, that we were dating. Oh, and, no. OK. And, and because, right, I got sweaty when you were telling me that this was your best friend's <laughs> sister. So. Yeah, and so he was like, he found out, um, well, because at first he was like, he didn't want anything to happen because he saw us the first time we kissed, and he was like, absolutely not, this isn't happening, like, because he didn't yeah. want it to, you know, be weird or get weird or anything like that, so he was like, no, I'm going to shut this shit down right now, um, and then when she told told him, like, oh, we're dating now, uh, he was like, oh, that's cool, he's like, a lot happened in a month, like, that I was gone, He's like, so like it literally over a course of a month, like it was like 12 dates. And then we ended up just, we were like, I guess we should just call this. You know, it's it happily ever after. Yeah. And now she actually, she's actually downstairs right now. <laughs> so what's the, what's the next step, dude? I mean, clearly, I mean, you're all, y'all have been dating since December. That's a long time, dude. Yeah, I guess it's decently long. I mean, I don't know. What month is it now? May? May. Yeah. So. The seventeenth is 
five months. Five months? I don't know. I'm not good at math. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, yeah, it's been easy to keep track because, like, the first month was January. <laughs> Second month was February. So I just yeah. got to remember what number month we're in. Um, but, yeah, the five. Um, when, when, when do you think couples should, like, move in with each other? Like, Dude, what- I don't know. I think it's it, it varies because I think yeah. it's all about the individuals. If uh, I, I used to be like, hey, move in, get to know each other first. But then I, I've done that before. So in my head, I was like, and it didn't work out too well. So right after that, I was like, I'm waiting till marriage. But you move in with somebody after marriage, and then you're like, shit. I, I don't this person. person. They're so <laughs> smelly. Yeah. You know, so death do us part. I'm about ready to kill this person. So death is about to do us part. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I think the big thing is, is you have to truly love the person you truly have to know this is the person you want to be with so next time around probably uh, we'll be a little bit more you know uh careful you know uh you live and you learn you live and you learn i uh i think it like i said it it's various person to person for me personally i think i want to get to know the person a little bit better i want to understand their their living habits because that was the one thing i think that threw me for a loop you moved in with the person and I was like, Ooh, this is not what I thought I signed up for. You know, I, I'm not used to dirty dishes and I'm, I'm kind of a clean freak sometimes. And then there's other times I'm not, when I get off the road, I live out of a suitcase for like five days straight. I just do not. Take I couldn't, it. Oh, I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine that. No, I mean, he and I uh, are currently living together. So we, um, it was a big step in our commitment. Yeah, what's that like? I, I think I think marriage is the next. How step we not here. talked about that? What is that like? Um, it's fine. We're both kind of neat freaks. Yeah, we're clean. So yeah, we shower regularly. We do the dishes. Jackson showers with beer. Oh, I shower with beer. I have shower beer is good. It does hit different. It depends it's on. It's like the beer. a spa day. It's a uh, self care. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's like we're like we're in our attic right now. That's pretty oh, cool. so I, I guess what I would say would be the next, like the most immediate next step for Windy City Joe's would be figuring out air conditioning in this room. Yeah, air conditioning in this room <laughs> and then probably like being able to f- afford a podcast studio that we can walk to. Yeah, that's not you know like I mean? upstairs. Um, <laughs> yeah, but- it's like it's like you guys want to buy a bus. I mean, honestly, I would buy a mobile Van, oh, oh. like and build a studio in a mobile van way before like an actual studio. Yeah, That'd be sick as fuck. I'm just park it out back. Yeah, but yeah, we just, you know. You guys need to do what I do is uh, I usually will do, uh, uh, what do you call, Uh, the Sprinter van. You guys need to do the mobile Sprinter van. You know, like Steve-O, have you ever watched his podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly like that. The hard part is is finding a podcast studio for, uh, you know, that's not a hundred thousand dollars because a, a lot of those sprinter vans are a hundred grand plus, and then you get the podcast equipment. Like I don't even know what it costs to start a podcast. So enlighten me because I'm curious because I, I don't. I genuinely don't know. I know there's a lot that goes into it. You have a camera guy there, so um, you know. It's um, we we've so we've been doing this roughly since uh, what year are we? Twenty two of May. We've been doing this from. December 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we have, we've upgraded our mics once we've upgraded our cameras 
twice. Oh, and yeah, um, yeah, and then added upgraded both of our laptops, so we both got like brand new MacBooks because we just need the space and you know to keep everything. Um, and then upgraded our studio, so yeah. well, we have not made any money yet. Okay, but but <laughs> but okay, but the also also the other thing that we've done is we've redecorated the studio and transformed the studio like in the last place probably about eight times. That's true. Yeah, we so. 12 okay so and then and then with and then with the packing up and the coming to joe's and stuff like that like that was between Mm -hmm. it too so like we i i think we've found a good niche where we are right now to be honest with you yeah like where we are um it's just figuring out that like that those mobile runs which i want to be a part of the show because it's it it would be so easy to just whip the back doors to a sprinter van open we should we should figure this out because I think that'd be so cool to be able to take your show on the road, take it on tour where you get to go to different, you camp out, you get the same credentials as an artist. You, like let's take my show. For instance, we're playing a show. You get the same credentials. You park out back and you just have multiple guests. You schedule multiple guests that day. So if it's a festival, like in the summer, you go to festivals like stagecoach and you have the different artists come in and hang out. And that way you do, you get like five or six podcast episodes out of one weekend. You get to get drunk, watch a show, a bunch of pretty girls around, get to see everybody dancing. You get country music. And then the next time you got tailgates and tall boys, you get the interview, Riley Green, Jelly Roll, my handsome self. And then you get to go all the way to August. And then you got Windy City Smokeout. You have an endless array of country artists to interview. But get away from country artists. There's also fucking cool people to meet in every single city. So there's all these different, you know, avenues to, uh, I don't know. Sorry. I, I, I no, just- you're, no, your ideas um, are great, to, to be honest. We are always open for ideas and just different ways we can talk to people because we are, we're expanding it from like country music artists to like, we want to talk to managers. Like we want to talk yeah. to song, strictly songwriters. Like we want to talk to everybody in this creative world because I mean, there's people behind the scenes too. And like you know, their, their, their voices need to be heard as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I love like, honestly, I, I love the mobile, like well, festival we, we, idea. We've been playing around with the idea. We just didn't like, we're just trying to figure out. Like, well, a, a, we have to, <laughs> I mean, people want are going to want to talk or like, we have to figure out how to make people want to talk to us. Hey, that's number one. Well, that card is a good step. I do like that. Exactly. You know, yeah, I, but I that try. only works for like you know that I that try. fan base. Yeah, yeah. So we have to make. You got to make sure to make people want to. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we we have to make people want to talk to us, and then we have to get the green light that we are welcomed in this festival, and or like concert venue, and yeah. you know that we can record there. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's impossible. Anything's possible. It's just we got to figure out the hoops we have to dive through, and then to make it happen. I think that there's, it's possible. I already, I, I'm already, I'm already, I'm already daydreaming. The biggest thing you have to worry about if he ends up not having a girlfriend, which he does, but if he ends up not having a girlfriend, you got to watch out that he doesn't start on the road. He doesn't start making out with some uh, dude's sister. Oh, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be fine. We'll be fine. I have to bust your balls about it. He's like, I'm not worried about this guy over here. <laughs> yeah. No. It's so cool. You guys' dynamic is is fantastic to watch and and to be able to see uh, the growth and and the the same for me. It's like I'm, we're all kind of growing, man. We're all doing this, and uh, 
I appreciate y'all having me on. Seriously. I was so blast. And the content I have after it is, I still go back and watch the video from the Malort Cause it's like, that was so, so, hey, well, so, <laughs> we'll, we'll clip the shit out of this for you. And like, if anything you want to put up on yours, you're absolutely more than welcome to. Yeah. I'll throw um, them in a Google drive uh, for you. Again. Yeah. We'll, we'll send them to your people. Um, it has been great speaking with you before we let you go. I have to get out some things um that i wanted to hit uh your crew neck for over me uh, on your website oh, roman yeah. alexander music.com at roman alexander music.com this crew neck uh buy it it's sick as fuck it's so cool the black a crew necks are just cool in general they're back like they're officially back and better than maybe a hoodie that's a hot take anyways your crew necks are sick um over me check and then you're going on tour june 7th with sam hunt yeah get his tickets um, RomanAlexanderMusic.com. You were the best, dude. It's been great talking to you, and we honestly hope to God to see you at Tallgate, Tailgates and Tallboys. That would be. Let's come out to a Sam Hunt show. Look, you guys, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Where, where? Uh, so it goes for June seventh. Do you know when it ends? I mean, like towards, goes for like a month, two months. No, uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's July seventh and ends uh, July twenty third. So um, there's wait six- June. June seventh no, to July twenty third. No, July seventh to July twenty. July twenty seventh. Uh, July seventh no. to July twenty third. How are you okay. not hearing this? I was just making sure. <laughs> I was making sure. It's like your ears have dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Gotcha. Uh, uh, have you put any more thought oh, into uh, starting a podcast? Yeah, you know, I want to wait for the right platform. I need. We're almost there. We're close. Um, my thing is I, I kind of want to go away from music. I want to talk to individuals like yourself, you know, comedians and, and, and podcast personalities and, and other people and being able to expand in, in those, um, those facets. Cause I think that the most important thing is for me is we already know I'm the dialect I'm going to have with other country artists. Cause I'm, I'm in the industry. I, I live here with them most of the time and, I see them on a regular basis, but, uh, and there's already enough songwriter podcasts where people talk to just only songwriters, not artists. I want to talk to the people that not everybody talks to. I want to talk to venue promoters. I want to talk to, uh, you know, managers, but the venue promoting world is such a unique thing because sometimes there's a, like my booking agent would love to talk to him. He's got so many great stories but then I want to get out of that too. I want to talk to politicians and scientists and, and I want to have an open dialect conversation, cocktail conversation. And, um, I want to get them drunk. That'd be really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, hey, who says you can't? Well, I and I, I, I definitely am leaning more towards the cocktail conversations with, uh, Roman Alexander, like that's got to be the name of it. Yeah, oh, I've absolutely. been putting a lot of thought into it since we last talked to you. Uh, we had, you know, cocktails and conversations, or between you and me, still yeah. both great. But between you and me, sounds like I'm gonna have like I'll be talking to like a serial killer about how they murdered somebody. And it's <laughs> like, listen, just between you and me, how'd you like do? Like they're that? opening up, you know, like they're confessing their life story, and it's like a boohoo kind of thing. I think cocktail conversations is going to be much more of like a um, much more humor. Okay. For instance, like you guys are technically interviewing me. It's, it's a, it's a, I mean, we try our best. (laughs) 
<laughs> but then you get me, you know, any other interview, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty well polished. I'm myself. I'm not anything different. I just feel like I can say shit and fuck. You know, I can actually cuss. Uh, not that I don't know if you all want me to or not, but I feel no, like I'm you say whatever the fuck, fuck you want. Cast. Cancel it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm able to be myself, which is what everybody wants you to be. Music, they're always like, be authentic, be authentic, be yourself. We have TikTok. We have all these things that don't show just the polished version anymore. They show you who you should be, who you want to be, um, who you are. And I want to capture people in the rawest form. You know, because you talk to a politician, they're gonna they're gonna bullshit you ninety percent of the time. But you talk to them on my podcast, they might bullshit me, but they're still gonna get a buzz while they're bullshitting me. So there's a there's that, and then you know, cigars are gonna be a big thing. So I want to shoot it in a cigar lounge, which would be pretty cool. Oh yeah, I uh, I literally have one here. It's just so fucking hot in this room. Yeah, it's really hot in this room. I was gonna <laughs> smoke this like uh, for this interview. Yeah. Is yeah, he's a big cigar guy. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah a humidor full of them downstairs, and I was going to smoke one for this because I saw your Instagram. You have a bunch of them, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of photos of you uh, smoking cigars and enjoying bourbon. And I was like, oh, I'll smoke cigar and I'll have bourbon. But I was like, we'll the thought that. of drinking well, bourbon in this room was making me sweat alone. Uh, so I was like, all right, we're we can have uh, we can have cigars um, at Tailgate and Tall Boys. Yeah, I'll b- yeah. I'll bring us a couple. Let's shoot a podcast there. We will set it up in the van. Let's figure it out. Get with my team on the logistics of it. Um, if they're by any means doing the whole, I don't know if that'll work or not. You talk to me. We'll make it work. I promise. We'll okay. Uh, we are in. And if there are any other artists that you were performing with that you think might want to sit down and chat about God knows what, uh, let us know too. You got it. I promise. Uh, and then also um, you're going to Council Bluffs iowa july 7th that isn't far away so we might make a road trip that weekend yeah that's a opening night for me with sam so that'll be pretty cool cool all right dude it's been thank you so much for your time it's been awesome catching up with you and yeah we look forward to the future man yeah come on just let us know uh, i i promise you i will let you know this next time though we got to do it in person like sitting down i mean for sure uh, uh, we'll make it cool. It'll be it'll be awesome. I think last time we were able to get. I have a hard time when we're between a screen right now. It it's cool, but I feel like when I'm able to look at you and talk, and when I'm able to say shit, you know, it's way cooler in person. You know? Yeah. I hear you. I, I hear, hear you. you. So I hear you. <laughs> anyways, uh, dudes, I appreciate y'all having me on, and uh, it's always a pleasure. Take care, man. Yeah. Thank you so much again. Thank you. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Right, peace. Don't get arrested. Peace.